Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. He's moved upon us already today, and, and that what I, I want to speak to you today uh, about this goes along with what this service has already been about, about, about reaching out, about touching others, about finding our place in the calling of God. That's what, this, what we've talked about all evening already, and I, I thank God for His confirmation of the Word today. And I want to talk to you about this thought that's been on my heart, and I've, I've wrestled with parts of it today, and I, I, think, I think I whooped some of it. I hope so. We'll see. But if you have your Bibles with you, let's look at the book of 2 Peter, chapter 2. My goodness. You know, I, I'm so happy my youngest son fell asleep on Medora Pews. That, that's a family tradition. That, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Amen. Second Peter chapter 2 and 5. Here, amen. Here Peter is talking about Noah, and he's going through Genesis talking about the some of the patriarchs and the heroes of faith and he says and he spared not the old world but saved Noah the eighth person a preacher of righteousness bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes condemned them with an overthrow making them an example unto those that are after should live that should live ungodly Verse 7 says, And delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Uh, now this next verse is hard. We know Lot. We know his faults, his failures. But he said this, For that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. I, I want to study a little bit today, if you'd allow me, and, and preach to you for a moment about, about a righteous lot and a choice that he had to make in his life. He had two choices, a gate or a cave. Those are the only two options he had. Do I find a gate? Or do I find a cave? Now I want to talk to you about that for a few moments tonight. But let's lay our Bibles down and let's ask the Lord to speak to our hearts. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. Lord, your presence has been so rich and so real in this place already. Lord, we are just feasting upon your presence today. I pray, oh God, that you would once more speak to us, Lord, through your word, oh God. Help us to receive what you would say into your church, and we will give you all glory and praise. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Let's all say amen. Amen. You can be seated today. Now, Lot is a, is a complex character. He's, he's not an easy character to either to praise or to condemn. He has a very mixed result and a mixed record in his life. And when Lot went to Sodom, we, we see that mostly as a negative thing. He went there because he saw the land was good and he divided himself from Abram and he wanted to have something better for his life. And, and I've heard it preached, and I've probably preached it probably in my time, that, I, that he got closer and closer to Sodom until he was inside Sodom. And, and you think of Lot usually in a general light of just kind of a... a a messed up backslidden person. But, but then we're faced with this text in Peter that it says that he was a just man and he was a righteous man that was vexed, that he was spiritually bothered by Sodom. Now that, that doesn't sound like a person that really, really is unrighteous. I mean, Peter said he was righteous. But it sounds like a man who was kind of in a place where he was just surrounded by so much evil. I, personally, I hope I am not judged by the fact that I live in St. Petersburg, Russia. I mean, we, there, we, there's some bad things happening there on a daily basis. <laughs> but I, 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 it vexes me, and I, I can relate with Lot for some, in some instances that you look at your city and you look at your town, your county, whatever it may be, and it, it vexes you and it bothers you yeah. that there is something wrong going on in that area. He shows me that the beginning and the righteous version of Lot, I, I like to, I'm going to say that, the righteous period of Lot, he did not allow the culture to change him, he, but he had forced himself to be upset with it. You know, you kind of got to struggle with that sometimes. We hear about so much unrighteousness and so much evil going around us where it's just like, well, I expect it anymore. But, but Lot allowed himself to be vexed and to be upset and to be angry with the culture that was happening around him. He said, I may live here, but I'm not a part of it. I'm a pilgrim. I'm a stranger. I am keeping myself isolated from the things that go on around me. I want to be a righteous man. I want to be a voice of righteousness. I want to be a teacher of righteousness in my place, in this, my city. Amen. The first time we read about Lot is, in, in Sodom is in Genesis 19 and 1. And God has already decided that he is going to wipe Sodom and Gomorrah off the map. And he sends two angels to Sodom. It says, and there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. Can you say he sat in the gate? And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, behold, now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early, and go on your ways. And they said, nay, but we will abide in the street all night. We know that Lot was there, that, that we know that the, sent, the gate of the city is a significant place in the Old Testament. We know that that's where all the comings and goings went, when travelers would come, when judgments needed to be met, when, when things needed to be decided, they would meet at the gate. And Lot wanted to be a part of what was happening in the comings and the goings of the people. 
It's doubtful that as a, as a foreigner that he would be elected to be a judge of the city or try to be someone of high status there. It seemed like he was probably just a man who was going about his days watching the people and seeing what was happening. And I think that I understand what he saw in his time period. Many commentators suggest that he saw so many travelers come to his city and they sleep on the streets and they saw what happened to them as the men of Sodom began to work their ways with them. So, so Lot understood something about the power of his gate. He said, if people are coming into my city, and they are being destroyed, and they are being hurt, and they are being harmed. He said, somebody needs to sit at the gate and warn them about the destruction that is coming. Medora Pentecostal Church, I have heard testimonies today of where God has placed you in places. He's placed you in schools. He's placed you in places of authority. He's put you in places where there is spiritual need. And he's saying, sit at the gate and warn Watch who's coming in and save them from the depravity of the world that they are walking into blindly. He's trying to give this church a gate and say, come and sit by here a little while and try to save some souls from destruction. Compel them to come out of the street. Compel them to come out of the, of the sin. Compel them to come out of the danger of the world. Come out. Come out. I, I, whenever we were deputizing our first time, I, we were sent on the West Coast. And I, I, we, we had a service in, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Brother Jones. I, I don't know if he's ever a preacher. I love Brother and Sister Jones. They're such wonderful people. And I, I was so amazed as he was walking around and, and we were talking and we, we were just walking by casino after casino after depravity after bar and everything. And, and we were just... We just we, we just were driving through all that. And then he said, well, let's just go to church. And, and, and there's this beautiful church in the middle of Sin City. There's, a, there's an apostolic group in the middle of all of that destruction. And they are calling out and saying, let's do something for God. And what Lot was doing, he's saying to those people, he's saying, you know, there's a house. You know, there is safety here. There is a place where you can lay down your head and not fear destruction. I believe that the message for tonight for this church is stand in the gate and let people know there's a house. Let them know there's a place of salvation. Let them know that there is strength. Let them know that there is hope. Let them know that there is mercy in this house. That there is still a house in Medora. There's still a house in Jackson County where people can give deliverance, where they can get salvation. God didn't give you a gate for you to just sit and look pretty, but you're to save the traveler that comes into your city and say there is hope for you today you don't have to be addicted to drugs you don't have to be addicted to pornography but you can have freedom because there is still a house there's a house in Medora and you can come here and be saved he was so bothered by the evil that he could not afford to look out his window and say well there goes another one. Oh, I'm not going to see him in the morning I'm not going to see another one. He's not going to leave the city. It's a shame, really. 
the shame we can't lick this. It's a shame that there are people being destroyed in my city every night. That's lazy righteousness. Shaking our heads, ain't tisk tisk. I'm so sorry for the destruction happening around me. Whenever there is a gate that God has provided and saying you can make a difference. You can change your environment. You can change the world around you. There is a gate that he has set for you and you can use it. All week in camp, God gave you a gate and this church rose to the occasion and they started to minister and they started to serve and those were young people coming through there. You don't know what their home life was, but you ministered to them and you loved them and you said there is still a house. There is still hope. There is still love for you. Hallelujah. 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 He was so worried about what these people were talking about that he actually had to do something about it. That's that's the call, I believe, of the church today, that you and I must actually do something. We can't be just a a silent, a silent, um, I can't even think of the word, We can't just be silent and allow ourselves to just watch. A silent observer. Help us, Lord. Do do we need more motivation to go to the gate? I don't know. I, I think that's a pretty good reason to save souls from destruction. But come on, let's go further. He says, the scripture tells us that because he was watching at the gate, he saw the two men enter in. You know, up to this point, we are oblivious to the point if God is going to save Lot or not. Through the the chronology of the story, we don't know. And he didn't say, Abraham, well, I'm going to make sure I save Lot. He didn't tell him, well, I'm going to make sure he's okay. But he just said, if if there's some righteous men, yeah, we're we're going to do that. But as he was watching the gate, as he was where he was supposed to be, trying to save people from the destruction of Sodom, he saw two men coming. And these two men were going to be his salvation. As he talked with these two men and said, come into my home and come into my life. I want to protect you. I want to help you. These two men were then going to provide a way of escape from Sodom. The lesson here is those that we reach can be a salvation to your family. Who knows the new evangelists that you are reaching out to? They may be lost today, but they could be your salvation tomorrow. You don't know the Sunday school teacher that you're raising up that's going to teach your kids and your grandkids someday. If you can go to a gate, if you can go where God has called you, you can find a place. You can find a place of service, a place of salvation. That's why Jesus said in Luke 21 and 36, he said, watch ye therefore, watch ye therefore, and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. He wasn't just saying just look up at the clouds all the time. That watch means stay awake, stay awake, be alert of where you are, and there are souls coming into your city. Amen. Lot was delivered because he kept his righteousness working in dark times. He didn't fall asleep in sin. He kept himself and he would not be destroyed. 
I, 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 man, I was, I was driving one night when me and Lindsay were dating. I was driving home, and I, I probably stayed a little bit longer than it was safe to drive. And I was driving home, and I had to get to class the next morning. And I thought, I can do it. I had, had the, the music on, the window down, and air conditioner blasting. I was like, I'm going to make it. <laughs> I fell asleep. And I didn't know I fell asleep. But I remember, I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like I fell asleep at mile marker 80. And I woke up at 79. <laughs> and I was like, my goodness. Well, that was, that was a scary. I, I pulled over and slept at a truck stop for a couple hours. But, but that, that, that's, that's how it is if we're not watching. It's only by the grace of God you get from point A to point B. But watching is not only looking to the clouds, but it's staying awake for the sake of souls. If we can get it in our mind that saving souls is our salvation, Helping others, keeping alert, keeping awake, that's going to be our salvation. It's going to keep us get to get from point A to point B. It's going to help us get to where we need to be going. And Lot was that example whenever he found his gate. Our gate is the world. Our gate is that school, Sister Carrie. That's your gate. The camp's our gate. The house is our church. And we need to save those who are unaware the righteousness of Lot allowed him to take advantage of his gate. Amen. Amen. I just, I just can we just pray for a moment? I, I, I feel a, I feel that there's a, a good, there, there's something here that we need to kind of wrestle through if we can. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord Jesus. Lord, help us to have be where we need to be right now mentally, oh God. Help us, oh God, to work through the things that are binding us right now, oh God. I pray for freedom. I pray for freedom in this house, Lord Jesus, that you would work, Lord, for I feel this is an important word, oh God. I pray, Lord, you would help us all, oh God, to deliver, Lord, what you would have to say to the church, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, amen. So Lot brought the men in his house, and he brought salvation to his house. He brought righteousness to his house, and he had to defend that righteousness in his house, and he had to go to try to witness to family and they didn't work. They tried to witness to his wife. That didn't work. He tried to witness to everyone around him and it didn't work. But God still said, I'm going to deliver you. He tried to do so much, but Lot was drug out of Sodom almost by the hand of an angel and pulled him out. And they took him to a city called Zor. Let me tell you something. Lot lost everything to be saved from Sodom. He lost family. He lost wealth. He lost property. He was delivered, but he was not delivered whole. Sometimes we are delivered from things and we are not totally intact. 
Sometimes God delivers us and brings us out of things, but we are brought out with wounds. We are brought out with holes. God's delivered me before. Last year, you know what state I was in when I came to this church. You know what I went through, and I delivered me, but he delivered me with scars and with wounds. But you can allow those wounds to destroy you in a place where you, you, you cannot do anything else. Lot, Lot lost so much that he was so terrified that even the promises of God were not enough for him. For he said, God, can I go to Zor? And God said, sure, you can go to Zor. And then when he got there, it said he was so afraid that he ran to the mountains and he tried to run away from what God said is going to be okay to do. He just was in a spirit of running and a spirit of fear. And so he didn't no longer look for a gate. He didn't look for some way to reach out and to save and to try to touch the lost of his world. But he looked for a cave where he could lick his wounds and not be bothered by anybody. Let me tell you something. You're going to have some struggles in your walk with God, but don't abandon your gate. You're going to have some difficult times in your life and you're going to have some challenges, but it's not time to turn your back on the lost and dying, but it's time to find another gate. It's time to find another dangerous city where God can use you to bring the lost into another house. I'm telling you, church, we can get so hung up on our own problems that we forget that there's another gate. Yeah, God may have moved you. Yeah, you may have lost some things. But let me tell you, you still got to find another gate. What's your deliverance going to produce? That's the question. When God, Sodom was, his escape from Sodom was a deliverance. You don't get that ever mistaken. It was a deliverance, and God provided a miracle for him to get out, but he was still so scarred, and he was still so hung up on what he lost, he could no longer function the way he needed to be. And it says in Genesis 19 and 30, it says, And Lot went up to Zor and dwelt in the mountain, and his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zor. And he dwelt in a cave, he and his two daughters. You know, Lot's fear had an effect on his children. I, I wish we could just remember Lot, the gatekeeper, Lot, the, the witness, Lot, the righteous, Lot, the man who was vexed. But that, that's why the Bible is so real. Because men are men. And it's easy to say good, bad, heaven, hell. But Lot, he was more complex than that. He was real. And he allowed his fears to push him into a cave in a mountainside. And, you know, it had such a profound effect on his daughters. Can, let me just read this in, in verse 31. I don't know if I to put that in my notes to you. But it said, And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us. Did they think that the fires of Sodom and Gomorrah encompassed the whole world? 
Did, did they think that their future was dead? God gave me this. When fathers fear, children are ignorant. When fathers are afraid to follow the will of God, when they're afraid to teach their kids right and wrong, when they're afraid to teach their kids to find a gate, those children are ignorant. And they begin to think of sin. And they begin to think of unrighteousness. And they find themselves to be heroes because there's no other option. Dad didn't give me another way. Dad didn't tell me to go find a gate. But he told me that fire destroyed everything and we can't leave the cave. Let me tell you, there's something to be said about a man who is so afraid to go to another gate and he gets into the cave and he destroys another generation because he can't overcome his fear of the following the call of God. You have a choice today. Yes, you've been wounded. Yes, you've been hurt. Yes, you've lost some things along the way. But let me tell you, don't you dare go to the cave. Don't you dare isolate yourself. Don't you dare hide away. When you have the truth of God, the Holy Ghost in your heart, why are you looking for a cave? You will destroy a generation if you go to a cave. There are too many of our churches where fathers are failing because they're afraid. I won't make enough money. I won't get enough of a position. I can't preach. I can't do this. I can't do that. And their children are suffering because they don't think there's any other way to live your life. We can be heroes because we follow abortion. We can be heroes because we do this and we do that because daddy never taught them. He never taught them to find the gate. All they know is the cave. In the cave, perversion works. In the cave, destruction is found. In the cave, you get your own personal Sodom and Gomorrah. Because you never teach the kids. Uh, this day, I know it's been about generational things. We've got to transfer this to the next generation. God may come tomorrow. I hope he does. If he doesn't, I don't want my kids to find me in a cave somewhere where I'm lamenting my lost ministry and I'm lamenting my lost gate. I'm lamenting my lost house. If daddy loses the gate, what does he do? He finds another gate. You lose your position. You lose your ministry. You lose your field. You find another field. You, the, 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 whenever you're given a Bible study and it doesn't work out, guess what you do? You teach another Bible study. If nobody shouts with you when you preach, you preach another message. You just keep going and you go from gate to gate to gate because it's not about you. It's about the souls that are being destroyed. When fathers fear, children are ignorant I hope no one in Russia is looking at this there's, there's a man there 
our church was terrified for years to bring his boy to church. Waited and waited and waited. He was in a messy divorce and he was hurt because she was an apostolic believer and she made some mistakes. And he said, if I force him to come with me, I will lose him. Because mom's house is fun and dad's house is church. Years go by like that. Mama gets a boyfriend. It gets more fun at mom's. And dad has nothing to offer. And then the boy gets 16, 17. And he's ignorant of God. He doesn't even know that he needs God. Let me tell you something. Daddy's mamas, don't be afraid. Because you're going to lose your kids anyway. Don't be afraid to say, yeah, you're coming to church with me. You're coming to outreach with me. Before we ever went to Russia, I remember going around my door with my mom and dad teaching Bible studies. I remember Rosie, and I can't remember her husband's name off the top of my head, but they were, they were German, and they had come to live in Medora. And then they, I remember just sitting in their house, and as a little kid, I hated it. I was like, the, the house was different. It wasn't where I wanted to sit. I didn't get to go outside and play. I just had to sit for an hour and a half and look at that chart. Just flip. But they took me. I, now I, I've memorized that chart now. <laughs> But if you raise up a child in the way they should go, they're not going to depart from it. Take your kids to the gate. Take the next generation to the gate. You don't want to take them to the cave. You don't want to take them to isolation with you. When you get church hurt, you don't find the cave. That's not where you're going to get any better. There's not going to be salvation walk in your cave. Your kids are going to say, there's not another man on earth. What are we going to do about it? And they start working in their perverted mind while they're going to fix their problems when it would have all been solved if you just would have found another gate. If Lot just would have went back to Abraham and said, I've messed up, Abraham. Can we come back and live with you for a while? If he just would have swallowed his pride and said, my, my, the next generation is more important than my pride. Saving souls is more important than the position of my gate. So what will it be? There's, there's, there's fear and there's horror in the cave. Oh, because that cave, what it produces, it does not produce revival. It doesn't produce restoration. It produces Moab. If you go to the cave... You're producing Moab. You're producing the children of Ammon. You're producing the adversary to the people of God. 
And when you bring your family into the cave, when you bring them out of the gate and you bring them away from fellowship and you bring them away from church family and you take them and you isolate them, you're going to only produce a spirit of Moab. What is a spirit of Moab? The spirit of Moab is confrontational. The spirit of Moab is an invader. The spirit of Moab is never content to let the church be. The spirit of Moab is constantly probing for weakness in the church. And it is trying to find a way to undermine its foundations and destroy it. Brother Gilmut, you know what I'm talking about. You're looking at the spirit of Moab when people bring their kids into a cave and they come and they try to break down the foundations of the church. They try to prostitute themselves in the church. They try to break up families in the church. They try to raid the church. They try to do all things against the church. You cannot produce Moab. You cannot produce Moab. That is the risk, though, when you walk away from the gate. I love this church because it's always found at the gate. Always. Last time I was here, I said, I can't thank ministers here because the whole church is a ministry team. You're found everywhere, working and doing something for the kingdom of God. You're found at the gate constantly. So please do not take this message as a rebuke, but as a warning for when you're tired. I'm just trying to tell you, there will be days when you, can, you lose sight of the gate and you're thinking, maybe I should isolate myself. I've done so much. I've worked so hard. I've broke myself for this. I've broke myself from that. I've lost family because they don't want to talk to me anymore because I'm so dedicated to church and I just want to, I'm tired of it. Let me actually just go take my family and put it in a cave for a while. Oh, Moab's in the cave. Ignorance is in the cave. Fear is in the cave. For years, centuries, Moab was a thorn in the side of Israel. How different it would have been if Lot just found another gate. His deliverance, you know what it would have produced? More deliverance. If you go back to the gate, your freedom in Christ produces more freedom in Christ. He went to the gate and he produced Moab. The gate produces deliverance. The the cave produces perversion and ignorance. The gate produces righteousness. The cave produces drunkenness. The gate produces salvation. The cave produces Moab. I just feel a heaviness on my heart, church. Uh, you know, Lot, Lot said, uh, because you know what, I've, I've fought this battle. Uh, I, 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 I typed these notes and I erased them and here I am. This past couple, you can ask Lindsay, this past month I have been useless. I have had such anxiety because I was getting ready to cross the border again. For weeks, the devil was telling me, it's over. You're you're, you're going to get arrested. You're going to spend the rest of your life in a Russian prison. 
you're never going to see this, this house you're working on. You're never going to see it built. And I would just be paralyzed. And that morning I got in the car and the devil said, look at your kids. Aren't they beautiful? Look what you're doing to them. You're taking them into dangerous situations. Look at that precious wife of yours. Look what you're doing to her. She's going to be without a husband. How foolish you are. And I drove to that border. And I was shaking. And I said, God, I need your help. That cave, it looks so tempting. It looks so tempting. I looked at my kids and I said, how can I do this to them? How can I bring my kids to another gate? How can I bring my kids into another situation? And I wrestled and I struggled and I prayed and I sought God. And I finally understood the cave isn't worth it. The cave will destroy me and it will destroy my family. My only hope I've got to find a gate. My only hope is I've got to set up shop in St. Petersburg, Russia. And every time a lost soul comes into my path, I've got to do something and say, there's a house. There's a house. Yes, I've lost things. Yes, I've been scarred. Yes, I've been wounded. But there's still a house. I can't leave my gate. And I'm telling you that the cave is tempting when you're in that position. The cave makes you want to bury yourself in it and never leave. My God, I can't produce Moab. I can't produce the adversary of the church. Would you stand with me, church? <laughs> Oh God, let's just let the Lord speak to us for a second. My God, my God, my God. You are so good, oh God. There's only two choices. The gate or the cave. God's calling you to a gate. He wants you to be involved in the world and reaching lost. That's the only way. That's the only way we can make it, I believe. If we isolate ourselves from the church, if we isolate ourselves from the field, 
The only other option is the cave. Peter said, Lot was righteous. When? When he was at the gate. But his righteousness came to an end when he left the gate. Your righteousness, your active righteousness, not this phony self-righteous stuff, your active righteousness is tied to your gate. And the moment you walk away from the gate, you're headed towards a cave. And the righteousness, you don't remember righteous lot. You remember drunken lot, incestuous lot, failure lot. Because he left his gate. Medora, you are found in the gate today. Next year, be in the gate. If you lose your gate, find another gate. Don't go to the cave. Don't produce Moab. Find a gate. Come pray today at the altar. Let's let God speak to our hearts. Let's just let God lead us and guide us in this. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.